lick your lips like that? What's going on? What's going on here? I have salt on my lips for my popcorn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekly Wilson Podcast, brought to you by the Wilson Brothers. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your main truly drinking host, Brian Wilson. And I am your squatting host, Jay Wilson. And I'm your leg press queen, Sydney Stripling. Yeah, Sydney got a PR in leg press today. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. wild guess, Jay. What do you think she leg pressed today? Leg pressed? You ever you ever leg press? I've leg pressed once or twice in my days. I think she leg pressed 217 pounds. <laughs> that is disgraceful. I leg pressed 600 pounds. Jeez, I guess I don't leg press that often. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of extension yeah, are we getting on these bad boys? Like, where? How how deep was the press? Perfection. Yeah, she was working with a personal trainer, so you know. And Sydney is a a form stickler herself, so okay. you know she's an exercise physiologist. She's not going to be exercising wrong, Jay. So it wasn't one of these things where you were like, "Oh, I just deadlifted a thousand pounds," but you were doing like a sumo stance and going like two inches up. Okay. Nope. It was full 90 degree bend in the knee. I'm defending her. I wasn't even there. <laughs> nice. I wasn't even there. But anyways, um, for the episode today, this one is going out to our listener, Mark, who emailed in with some topics he wanted us to talk about. That's why we brought Sydney on the show. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking a lot about Attack on Titan <laughs> and also a little bit about... Um, the van construction that's going on. Mm-hmm. And also, Jay has some stories he wants to tell, I guess. So yeah. we'll work our way through those. But, like we said before, um, for the Attack on Titan episode, yes, it is an anime. We're going to try to make it friendly for everyone to listen to. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that. As in no spoilers? Not no spoilers. It'll be impossible to talk about it without spoilers. But um, it'll just be like we're talking about any other show. Yeah, like, I don't think anime talk is necessarily exclusive. I think it's, anime talk gets annoying when we talk about why we love anime. But if we're just talking about an anime, I think it'll be fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk plot, we're going to talk characters, we're going to talk predictions for how it's going to end, because there's only one more season to come out. So we think. So far, the last season has had two parts, and they're about to come out with final season part three. So we'll see. But... That's what's on deck today. So, Jay, I'll let you take it away with your fun story that you have. All right. So, Brian, I, uh, I've i been really busy. Well, Brian and Sydney. Sorry, I'm used to just saying Brian. Uh, no short shrift there, Sid. Um, but I have been immensely busy lately. I know it's rare of me to claim that. But I... Uh, so, as you know, I'm preparing something of a a diving off point in my life. I am finishing up my co-op and I'm going to then fly immediately to Sacramento and do a bunch of crazy stuff, come back, fly to your bachelor party, and then eventually start school. But (laughs) before all that, I had one to move all my crap down to Cincinnati. So I'm living on bare bones possessions at this point. After Saturday's uh, big move-in. But moving was a fairly 
fluid process. Um, we moved pretty quickly. I, I felt that I was something of a foreman in the moving process. It was a fun time. I was like, uh, there were some, there were some packing scenarios where it was like, oh, we should try to get another chair in this way. And people were just like, I don't know if we can fit another chair in Jay. And then I was like, like hell, we're not fitting another chair in. And then we fit it in <laughs> like a glove and it was beautiful. Um, so some good problem solving going on there. Uh, a couple of a harrowing venture with two couches in a small van with one strap to the top. That was great. But uh, anyhow, so what was strapped to the top? A couch? Yeah. You strapped a couch to the top of the van? Yeah, it was like a. It was like kind of like a box van. Well, like uh, it was the same as the van that we slept in in Oregon. Huh. I just feel like it's bold to strap a couch to the top of anything. Yeah, we were only going about like a block and a half. Oh, okay, okay. So. The door, the back doors were also open during the trip, so like it, we, it was not up to code, but yeah. um, it was more just it was really you were using the van as like a really big dolly. Yes, which we retitled uh, "Little Bitch Scooters" while we were moving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we, what was it? Uh, Lucas said, "Hey, should we use the dolly for this one?" And then I said. I I forget specifically if I was like, oh, you mean one of them little bitch scooters? I think not. (laughs) 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 But uh, dollies are great. We used dollies for a lot of stuff after that. Um, Got all of Kelly's possessions in one truckload. Or one van I still think you deserve some kind of award for moving all of Kelly's stuff for her. I mean, I definitely get the Good Boyfriend Medal of Honor, I think. Um... (laughs) But she was she was very appreciative. Um, it was one of those things where it's like it it only made sense for me to move it. I feel like like I was going down there anyway yeah. with my stuff, and she's in Sacramento, and I am her boyfriend. So you know that you are. Yeah. But good job, Jay. Thank you, Sydney. I appreciate it. But uh, so anyhow, I uh, stayed. I heroically stayed to move the couches, even though I was running late to go meet Dad back at home. So then, or not at home, at, well, my home, not his home, but came back to Troy, then dad rolled in about an hour before me, so then, great to see him, went and got dinner with Grant and him, um, but I didn't realize dad had never met Grant. Really? That's what I said. He said, He came oh, down for my graduation. He said, Oh, we Mr. Wilson, out. my name's Grant. And I said, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I guess they have maybe had crossed paths or been in the same vicinity or at the same venue, yeah. but maybe just never met, I guess. Yeah, I so really I was just know. like Probably I was just like sat down. Yeah. So I was like, Oh yeah, when Brian lived in the frat house, like it was with Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, good. The, that meeting should have happened. Yeah. Grant also pointed out that he met you and Noah separately. Interesting. Like, he knew both of you and became friends with both of you and then found out that you guys went to high school together. Oh, like high school Noah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, because Noah and I didn't really have a lot of uh, overlapping activities in college. We were yeah. pr- We became pretty independent people. Didn't y'all yeah. live together? We dormed together, and that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you didn't know Grant then? 
I think we met him second semester of our first year. So we were still living in the same dorm when we would have met him. But I don't know when Grant joined SIGAP. He might have waited till his second year. Yeah, I don't know. But anyhow. But me and Noah were pretty independent, separate people. Yeah. I guess at the time that we would have met Grant. Still yeah. friends, just not like running with the same circles. Yeah. So anyhow, that was interesting. But we went and got food. I was ravenous because I just like, I woke up, went for my long run, ate like as big of a breakfast as I could, drove to Cincinnati, finished the breakfast, moved all day, then drove back. And then like, <laughs> it was like late dinner time, like eight o'clock. So, like, if you can imagine the calorie deficit, I was ravenous. Anyways, so then, come back, watch an absurd action movie. It was great. Highly recommend The Gray Man. Um, <laughs> after enjoying it, we find out it was written by somebody who also... The book was written by somebody who co-wrote Tom Clancy novels, so I was just like, ah, oh, no wonder Dad liked it. But, uh... Yep. <laughs> so then, Brian, the next morning, we wake up, make some breakfast, drive to the Dayton Air Show... Which is a big deal, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, How big is Dayton on the like national stage as far as air things? Air things? <laughs> it's like planes. <laughs> it's like definitely one of like one of the aviation capitals. Like it's a nuclear. Well, target. the uh, the Wright brothers were from Dayton, Ohio, right? Don't think so. I think they were. I don't know. Scotty, fact check me on that. I'm pretty sure they were from Dayton, Ohio. And then they tested their plane in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. I don't know, man. Anyhow. Anyways. um, (laughs) So, we drive to the Dayton air show. And traffic wasn't bad. We were told that it was going to take forever for us to get there, but it wasn't bad. But uh, since I work at Collins, I've told you before, uh, we get the royal treatment at that air show because we're a big sponsor. So, when all these... (laughs) Dad and I were consistently looking down upon the normies. Um, So, (laughs) we we roll in and we're just like, ah, yes, all the signs say, like, general admission. um, Like, go to this lot. And then it says, like, P lot follow these turns and we're just like, ah, oh, we're in the P lot. And it's just like all those other folks, the the common fare going to the main parking area. Um, but parked perfectly, got a got going to oh, I just sorry, I remembered one thing. As soon as we arrived or as soon as I arrived and was driving Dad to dinner, we immediately recognized a weird sound in the car and then within minutes Dad was like on the ground underneath the car, looking at the car. And I was like, well, Grant, you're getting a pretty good uh, characteristic slice of Brian Wilson here. <laughs> because then by the end of the next day, Dad had identified what was wrong with the car and determined that it wasn't of concern and that we should just fix it at our earliest convenience. So that was <laughs> nice. That's what I like to hear. Classic Dad. But um, anyhow, so we get there, we park, take a shuttle to the airstrip, and uh, Brian... We get there, and the show hasn't doesn't start for an hour, so we start walking the grounds, the tarmac, and there's just, like, these ginormous airplanes parked all over the place, like, giant, like, B-52 fighter jets and stuff, and, like, oh wow, big carrier planes, like, all the, all the planes, Brian, all of them, every single one, 
Um, <laughs> there's like a giant plane. I forget what they call an AWACS is what they call them. It's like a it's a seven thirty seven or seven oh seven Boeing with like two columns that come up to this giant like looks like a flying saucer just on top of a regular airplane. And it's what? like this plane is made so that it can just fly for like pretty much ever and like refresh its crew and they can like carry extra fuel and they're just like flying really high and is essentially like an airport control tower that just stays in the air. And they like will what? be like the control tower for other planes and stuff. So they so, refuel in midair. They can refuel at midair. They can like carry extra fuel and stuff. And they have like a full cool. like food service on board so that they can like have like shifts of pilots and stuff. Um, that is bonkers. It's like a flying building, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty <laughs> wild. They have like a yeah. They just have this like big crew of like all these specialists. But anyways, so there are all sorts. Do of Do they cool use planes. those regularly? Just like. Every day? Like, is there one in the air somewhere right now? Uh, I doubt it. I think it's, like, an army thing. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh... I forget how many they said they made. There aren't a ton. Um, there's a nine in it. I forget if it was 19. I think there was, like... I think it was, like, between 19 and 100 of these things that exist. Um, but... And we're looking around. They have a grounded uh, Blue Angels fighter jet. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at all these planes. I don't know a lot of the names. I'm not a plane guy. I, I work at Collins Aerospace, and I'm not a plane guy. I worked at Toyota Motors, and I'm not a car guy. I'm just like an engineering guy that like shows up and insults these people on these hobbies that like they're very <laughs> into. Like I don't actively <laughs> insult them, but the fact that I work there and I'm not interested like is insulting. I think, <laughs> but. <laughs> So I'm just like, oh, look at, like, Dad and I walked by so many planes, and we're just like, look at that plane. And then I was just like, you want to stand in line to go inside? And he was like, eh. And I was like, yeah. And then we just keep walking. Um, That's a cool-looking plane. Yeah, there were a bunch of cool helicopters and whatnot, all sorts of aircraft. But, uh, so we walked around the tarmac for a while, but the big show was, like, from noon to, like, 4.30. They were doing, like, the actual air show. They were flying a bunch of cool aircrafts, and, um, mm-hmm. we Dad and I went to the private chalet that is uh, reserved for Collins. It's like a giant tent. What is a that chalet? Had, like, it's like a big old tent that's air conditioned and has like private bathrooms and like food and drink wow. and like swag. And then like out front, there's like a not tented area with like chairs to watch the air show and stuff. So it was like we were sitting pretty because it was very hot. So like if you just had to stand out in a field and look at airplanes, I can see I would have been kind of miserable. Um, mm-hmm. sadly, neither dad nor I at one point even thought about sunscreen during the day. Like we never <laughs> even had a moment where we were just like, oh, we're getting burned right now. It's just like, we got to the end of the day and we're just like, geez, whoa, like <laughs> 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 forgot about the sun, but, uh, um, but anyhow, so starts out, they're doing like some, uh, what is it? Some like skydiving shows. So they like have the golden knights who like, are just guys that jump out of airplanes and then do a bunch of cool, like, acrobatics in the air before they deploy their parachutes. And they're, like, doing, like, real close passes and stuff of each other, like, in wingsuits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool, but that was kind of, like, the opener. Um, then after that, they had this one long routine where it was, like, they, uh, 
it was kind of funny they on the inner on like the announcements it for the for the jets that weren't that fast they could just like get on the radio and talk to the pilots so it was like there was an announcer but then you'd be also be talking to the pilot of the plane a lot of the time what <laughs> so then like for one of the shows it was like this stunt pilot and like one of those like a plane that you would imagine was like a crop dusting plane like a real light plane that's not moving that fast um mm-hmm he was like a stunt pilot, so he could do all sorts of crazy stuff. And his whole, like, it was kind of like a comedy bit. Like, they were pretending, like, he was an escaped convict from, like, Mansfield Prison. And, like, he was just, like, <laughs> saying, like, well, I built this while I was in prison. I'm not quite sure how it works. And, like, he was saying, like, like they would, like, throw stuff out the window of the airplane and be like, oh, yeah, I think I think I just lost that, uh, that like, tail fin or something. <laughs> They're just like, what is going on? <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> you're like... He, like, lost his map at one point out the window or something. I don't know. But anyways, um, so he was, like, flying and making it look like he was, like, very bad at flying. Like, just the plane was, like, pitching all over the place and, like, rolling and doing all sorts of weird crap. Um, yeah. He was obviously a very, very good stunt pilot. Um, and then at one point, they had a bunch of planes that were, like, kitted out to look like old Japanese fighter jets. And they were doing, like, a tribute to Pearl Harbor, I guess. Where they were, oh, like, wow. talking about, like, the history of Pearl Harbor and everything that happened. I didn't realize, like, so many people died in Pearl Harbor. Like, oh, yeah. That was, like, the 9-11 of that generation. Yeah, it was insane. But, uh... So they were tell- talking to us about that, and that was... They had, like, pyrotechnics, like, they were doing passes, and then just, like, they would make stuff explode on the ground, and that was cool. Um, oh, wow. But, uh... But, yes, yeah, so that, was, that was interesting, and then... They brought back the guy who pretended to be a convict... And then one of his tricks was he, like, he, they had this, like, pickup truck with a platform on top that was, like, only a foot wider than the wheelbase of the plane and, like, a foot longer than the length between the wheels. And oh, he, geez. like, la- he landed his plane on top of that truck <laughs> as it was, like, driving. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty wild. Um, That's insane. But I'm trying to remember. Past that, uh, there was a guy who was this real young pilot for Red Bull. And he did some of the, he did the most crazy tricks, I'd say, because he was like in a, uh, another, still like a light, a pretty light aircraft, faster than the guy who was doing all like the landing on trucks and whatnot. But, um, he would do some tricks that looked absolutely ludicrous. Like, um, it, it would look like a plane was just like hopelessly like tumbling through the air. Like, imagine, like, if you just took a plane and just, like, threw it, like, a toy plane yeah. and threw it in the air. He would make it look like that. And then he would just, like, recover and do something. Like, and it was all, like, different moves that were, like, intentional. Like, just imagine, like, a plane, like, it would be, like, flipping end over end or, like, just, like, yeah. spinning. Like, you remember? Okay. Uh-huh. If you've seen Top Gun, you remember how they say, oh, it was a flat spin. It was unrecoverable. Like, it wasn't your fault. Like, um, I don't know if his... I've ever seen Top Gun. Oh. Well... At one point, there's, like, a good part, and then there's an accident, and then he's shooken up a bit. And the accident is he goes into a flat spin, where it's, like, basically plane, and you just spin yeah. it. And like, right, I got you. <laughs> that's going to be a great audio experience, where you're just a plane and you're spinning. <laughs> um, but they say it was previously thought to be unrecoverable, and it's, like, it's one of his tricks, is he goes into a flat spin, and then he, like, comes out of it. And, like... That's crazy! Wow. It's insane. Um... And, like, when they, they go up and they do these crazy, like, when they swoop down by the ground, they're, like, coming so close to the ground. It's just, like, real death-defying stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. 
But the main headliner was the Blue Angels, which was amazing. They're like the... So, I don't know if you know this, but like, I always thought... I didn't always thought. I didn't really think about the Blue Angels that much. But they're basically just like... They're, they're uh, like the best of the best Navy aviators. Naviators, right. as I would call them if I was in the Navy. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but... They, uh, I always thought it was like, oh, if you're a blue angel, you're just like, you're just a blue angel. That's what you are. But it's no, it's like they rotate people in and out and it's just at any given time. Like these are probably like the, the, the best of the best Navy aviators. So they like, right. will then go back and they're just like a, they're a fighter pilot. Um, but they're, so they're doing these crazy tricks, but they're also in like the really, really fast fighter jets. So they're essentially their job is to demonstrate like the 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 peak control and abilities of like the best airplanes that the military has at any given time. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty wild to see what they were doing. The way that they present is there's six of them were flying, um, and there's four of them that are like the diamond crew, and then there's two of them who do like separate tricks. And the diamond crew is flying in like a diamond formation, where their like wingtips are like like the side guy's wingtips are like 18 inches from the fuselage of the other planes. Oh my gosh. And they're just locked and it looks like they're one aircraft like they're just moving yeah. as a unit. It's insane. But um so they're doing all sorts of really close like maneuvering and they're like so they'll all be doing that and then they'll all barrel roll like around and like or like they'll all just like split That's off or so like, insane. Yeah, it's it's wild. So then they're like, doing that. Like, do the other people, are they, like, following the lead plane and, like, keying off of him? Or, uh... There's, like, times like, do they, when they... Do would, they all know what they're gonna do ahead of time? T- they all know what they're gonna do. Perfectly. But there's times when, like... So, at some point, like, at different points, all six of them will be together. And it, they'll, like, do, like, a flat pass where they're all just, like, super close in a line. And they said, oh, when they're doing this, there's the lead plane. And then all of them are just looking to the right at the other plane. Like... And they're like trusting him to be on course, and they're trusting the people to the left of them to be on course. And they're just like, I need to be this far away from that guy, and like, it's nuts. so nuts. <laughs> but um, so that was pretty wild. And then like you'd be watching like the diamond people, and then you'd be like, oh, where's the other guy? And then just like zoom over your head, like they'd come by, and like <laughs> when the tail was facing you, it was just like so loud, like you needed oh, earplugs. Yeah. But uh, but it was pretty wild. Um. At one point, it was a cool moment where, like, I could see the diamond crew, and then I saw, like, I was like, so there's the there's the fifth one, where's the sixth one? And then they do, like, a crazy barrel roll, and I see, oh, there's just, they're both there, I just couldn't see one behind the other. Like, oh my gosh. there's just, like, and they're so close to us, because they're, they do, they do, we're all, like, in a stretch, like, there's, like, a big drag in front of us, and we're all in a giant row. And so they would do, like, passes, and then they would sometimes come over us, but whenever they would do a trick where they said they were coming, like, at the audience, like, center audience. We were mm-hmm. the center audience. Like, we were on the center line. And so then, like, wow. they would do, like, a classic thing where they would just, like, come straight at you and they would all fan out. And it was, like, really picturesque. Oh, wow. But, um, but yeah, other than saying they did, like, cool plane stuff, there's not much more to say about them. Um, there was one mm-hmm. very spiritual moment where they were playing, like, the ending theme from Top Gun. And as they did a pass of all six of them, like, in formation. And I was like, this might be the most American I've ever felt in my entire life. It was it was <laughs> extremely badass. It was just so cool. Um, 
That's but, awesome. uh, but yeah, I think Dad enjoyed it. It was a great time. It was the perfect way to go to that event. Um, and I don't think I'll ever be able to go as general admission because I've seen the light. Yeah. That seems but, uh, like something... That seems like the perfect thing to bring Dad to, also. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something he would really enjoy and he probably really got a kick out of. Yeah, I, I don't know. I immediately thought of Dad when I got the tickets and I was really glad he could come. It was it was fun to like treat him to an experience. Yeah. It's not often would, you get to like treat yeah. Dad in that kind of way. Which, the only thing I really treat him to was a $10 ticket, but, um, because they were vastly <laughs> discounted for Collins employees, but, uh, but yeah, it was nice. And it also, it kind of offset the dinner the night before, where I left my, I left your credit card in the car, so I couldn't pay for dinner, even my <laughs> own, so I was just like, oh, shoot. Um, but, well, that's all about the air show, but quickly before we jump into your stuff, briefly, um, an- another update was Dad brought all my credit cards that I had to get new ones for, of oh so, good now my uh my old uh crinkled envelope that serves as a wallet right now is now full of bursting with credit cards <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so now all you have to do is uh fulfill all of my venmo requests and then you can really close the book on this chapter yes as soon as i link my new debit card oh right yeah i didn't even think about that all right, so well, I haven't, I'll, I'll I haven't give... been able to Venmo you. Is the reason? Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I'll give you another, I'll give you another grace, uh, one week grace period before I start charging interest. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, and uh, also sources came back and did confirm, um, one of the Wright brothers was born in Dayton, the other one was born in Indiana, but most of, mostly all of their work that led to them developing the first airplane was completed in Dayton, Ohio. So that's why Ohio is the birthplace of aviation. At least Indiana had the wherewithal to not try and steal aviation from us, you know? Yeah. I remember when I was younger and being, like, mad that I saw North Carolina license plates and they said first in flight, and I was like, well, wait, what the hell? Ohio did all the legwork. And they're like, yeah, well, but they took it to North Carolina to fly it for the first time. So they get that, and we have birthplace of aviation. I'm like, I feel like that's really just some technicalities here. Why did they take it to North Carolina? Um, Because it's super windy on the beaches all the time. Mm. But I was thinking about it, Brian, and watching this Red Bull plane, like, just flipping helplessly through the air before, like, recovering... (laughs) And just knowing it was all intentional, I just really wish that the Wright brothers could have seen that and been like, so you remember that thing that you did that was, like, really, really hard? Look what we're doing now. And just, like, this guy, like, cartwheeling through the air in, like, a plane. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, I wonder what they would think of it. Yeah, but I'm going to have to send insane. you some videos yeah, of, this, I also, of this stunt pilot. I also wonder if that's just a piece of history that we know about because we grew up in Ohio, or if that's something that, like, everybody learned about. Or were you aware at all of the Wright brothers and the development of the first aircraft? I knew about the Wright brothers, but and I knew they developed the aircraft, but I had no idea where. Okay, yeah. No. I feel like I'm a lot more attached to locations. Dude, Ohio as far as is history a severely goes. But it's only- underrated state. I'm going to put it out there. I was going to say, I feel like I'm maybe more attached to locations because... I'm going to say it. Literally anyone that's ever done anything important was from Ohio. Yep. (laughs) I dare you to prove me wrong. (laughs) A slight digression is just that we have the most presidents, the most astronauts. Mm -hmm. We invented flight. (laughs) 
So what you're saying is everybody wanted to get out of Ohio. Yeah, everyone is trying to get away by any means of transportation possible. <laughs> I hated Ohio, Ohio so much, I went to the moon. <laughs> I had to get off of this forsaken planet. And then that just makes me think of the meme where they're looking back at the Earth and he's like, wait, it's all Ohio? It always it was. Always was. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes. Yeah, just like no context makes no sense. <laughs> oh man, but I also very do highly recommend The uh, the Gray Man. If you just want like a fun action movie that like makes you feel good, um, watch it. It's Ryan Gosling and he's going up yeah. against Chris Evans. So it's a bunch. It's a couple of cute, beefy boys just throwing down. Um, cute, beefy boys. Yeah, and it's just because, because you know, I could watch just like I could watch Ryan Gosling watch another movie for like an hour and be fulfilled. <laughs> um, and then Chris Evans, phenomenal as like just one of the most evil people I've seen in a movie. Like, he's just hilarious <laughs> and so bad. It's great. Yeah. But, anyhow. I definitely have a Brian. soft spot for ridiculous action movies. Yeah. On to the main course of this podcast. Yeah. Should we head to the subject zone for this? Does that even count? I feel like we need a break one way or the other. Well, we can saunter on over there. Sydney, we only have two seatbelts, so you're going to have to just use this rock set on your lap to weigh you down. <laughs> Hold on for dear life. Got it. Yes. The safety rock. All right. Fire up, Gletus. Yeah, what vehicle does Cletus actually drive? I was picturing like a charter bus, but now maybe it's like a smart car. I think, no, I think it's like a bus. It's a bus that was like gutted at one point and like homeless people lived there for a while. And like <laughs> we bought it and there's like still a family of raccoons that lives in it. <laughs> and there's like, I don't know. What's the exterior? Is it spray painted? Did we get a decal? It's one like of those weird brown decal. buses. Like, it's a school bus, but it's brown. You know those? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Cletus. All right. Yeah, we're we're getting off here. All right, so now we're talking about Attack on Titan. Sydney, take it away. I think we're talking about the van first. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the van first. Okay. So, Jay, are you interviewing us about the van? <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, well, we have here uh, Mark's questions from the email. So I don't know how much time we really need to spend on this, if we need to draw it out or just rifle through the questions. But he seems well, really interested about when they the... Come up. Okay. He seems really interested genuinely... about the details oh, of the van. Yeah. And, like, the, like, I don't know, specifics about... Everything that's going in. Yeah, what it is, how we're putting it together. So the first question he asked was, what's the brand of the van? We went with the Ford Transit. We got a 250. Just, high roof. Yeah, just because... 250 because that's what was available to us. And high roof because that is the only cargo van on the market that I can stand up straight in. So... Yeah, so yeah. Which means there's no van that I can stand up in. 
erect. Well, no, you can stand up in this van. It's eighty inches. Mm-hmm. Well, but once you put the floor and stuff in, yeah, you lose a couple inches in the floor and the ceiling. So you just not put anything in there and sleep on a mattress, which is probably your normal habitat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you could but, be strategic though and get a really thin floor and a really thin ceiling. I've how lived much- in. I've lived in rooms with shorter ceilings than Aaron's fan. That's what I said. Sydney, we we just put in our ceiling, finished putting it in this weekend, and I was standing up yeah. straight, so it's like, in the middle of the van, I'm good. If I go to the edge of the van, I'm not so good. Which, there's yeah. going to be counters and benches and stuff all along the sides anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I she asked me if I was okay, and I was like, oh, I lived for two years, my bedroom was like one inch shorter than my height. Yeah. So we're good. <laughs> but I do think I do think that it would be vastly different if I had like three inches of clearance. Like that would be amazing. It would be great. Mm-hmm. But sadly, yeah. it can never be. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Aaron and Ben also have a Ford Transit high roof. Yeah. So you're familiar. What were the other ones we considered? We were considering Dodge Promaster. Yeah, but then we saw people at Congaree, and we looked into their van, and I was like, yeah, did you like their van? You're like, I couldn't stand up. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I stepped in and was immediately very hunched over, and they had the high roof. So, if you're tall, Ford Transit's the way to go. But then also, I look at Sydney and see how much space is above her head, and I'm just like, wow, van life would be so nice if you just weren't this tall. (laughs) Like, so yeah, many things I, would be so much easier. Life would be better. <laughs> if we were... Th- I would I would honestly... If I had to choose between the height that I am... And I'm trying to think of what would be... Like, thought of as the equally negative shorter height. So I feel like a lot of guys would love to be exactly 6 foot. Like, that's a good one. I'd honestly take 5'10 over 6'5", I think. Really? I think so. I'd be That's better with height. a lot of sports. See, here's my thing, is there are many, many times when I reach really far for something, and I'm like, yeah. wow, I'm so glad my arms are this long. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's really convenient in a lot of situations. And then also, I always feel bad whenever we complain about being tall, because yeah. everyone wants to be tall. So I'm like, I feel like a rich person complaining about having too much money. Well, okay, the thing is, Brian, is you would live longer if you were shorter. You would be able to find clothes easier. That's true. You would probably be a better runner. I can only assume. Maybe. Um, uh, Just stay with me, Sydney. Um, (laughs) So... (laughs) Everyone thinks that taller is better for running, and it just isn't. <laughs> but, I know. Well, um, that's the thing, is you'll have people either say, oh, well, you're good at distance running because you're so tall, your legs are so long, that must be nice. But then you'll also have people say, oh, you could never be a professional runner, you're too tall. And I'm like, pick a team, man. Is it helping me or is it not? I feel like people are well, tall, it, but then they don't utilize their height. So if you're, like, not taking long strides, then yeah, I mean, you're not going to be very good. It's like but saying... If you take- you don't want to overstride because that's inefficient. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying. It's like you saying, don't want to take "Oh, the tiny you're... steps." It's like, "Oh, your car has ginormous tires. You must get great mileage." It's like they're kind of unrelated. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. 
A tire is not length. Unless you made a long yeah, it is. tire. It's your rotational length. It's like every turn. Oh, you're getting so many, so much further per turn of the tire. You must get great. It's like the length of my legs is 0% related to my speed or efficiency. It's like the thing of my legs moving faster for running is like all about the heart. It's not like you're my legs per se. I guess if being tall was that much of a factor in being fast, then all of the professional distance runners would be super tall, but they're not. Yeah. It's actually pretty rare to have someone who's super tall, but that's probably just because there's less of them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So about the van. (laughs) So about the van. Yeah, so the next question he asked was, where are we buying the materials from? He said insulation and appliances, but I guess we can just talk about kind of everything. Did you guys get wood from Grandma and Grandpa's, or? No. We have not. Thought about it, but it's really far away. True, but how expensive is like good oak and walnut? Well, oak and walnut are very heavy, so typically you don't want to use them in the van. Well, I mean, you wouldn't but... use them as like structural. There's a lot of poplar as well. Poplar. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, That's pretty poplar. Some... Knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um. Most of the stuff we're getting off of Amazon. We're mm-hmm. also conveniently getting married this year, so a lot of the stuff appliance-wise is actually on our registry. Yeah, so if anyone wants to hit up the registry, you don't have to buy the whole thing. You can just contribute money towards the gift. <laughs> little plug here. But, uh, yeah, so appliances and, like, any like knickknacks and things like late edition things yeah like outlets light switches lights um random stuff like that uh the batteries charge controllers electrical components those are all coming off of amazon and then the wood and everything like that's coming from lowe's yeah, wood and hardware and stuff is lowe's home depot if we can't get it at lowe's and then our insulation, we went back and forth on a few different types of insulation based on how good they were, like on reviews, and we ended up going with an expensive and ex- more expensive insulation. Yep. Yeah, generally any step that you're doing, we obviously Google how to do it, Google what other people have done. There's a million blogs and resources that you can look at to see how people have done it and what they've used. And then all of those blogs will usually have links to what they used. Most of the time it's an Amazon link. Occasionally it's some niche supplier. Like the insulation I think came from like vansuppliesdirect.com or something. And then like the window that we installed on the sliding door came from like vanwindows.com dot com or something like random stuff like that but generally you started a blog post and then they'll lead you to where you need to buy it nice so mostly amazon and lowe's and then a couple other things we find through blogs yeah nothing special really and then he says lastly what is the end goal of what we want the van to look like so i feel like the style is mainly sydney's bandwagon yeah, so for the design, I think I've gone through at least 10 different designs. But because Brian is so tall, a lot of people sleep side to side versus front to back. And we can't sleep side to side, which actually takes up a lot of space. So Brian mm-hmm. is 75 inches long. 
tall, whatever you want to say. And so that takes up a lot of space in the van because the living space is only 120 something inches mm -hmm, mm -hmm. versus 75 inches side to side. So we had to get creative for a long time. We were going to have a stationary bed, but then it didn't work out because it takes up too much room. We liked that idea because then you could have a garage underneath the bed, but it didn't work out. And then we came up with the Murphy bed, I feel like, after that. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, we talked about just putting the bed together every night, which was absolute no yeah. for me. We talked about some vans have, like, a bed lift. Yeah. That the bed just, like, lifts up against the ceiling. But that was mm -hmm. expensive. And then if you wanted to make it yourself, it was very unappealing to the eye. Mm -hmm. So then we ended up with a Murphy bed. So we're going to have a Murphy bed on the driver's side back. Then we'll have benches on the side of the sliding door. Kind of like an L bench that the bed will fold, like lay down onto. And then we're going to have cabinetry on both sides. We're actually going to have a little closet behind the bed when it's up. And then on the driver's side, immediately behind it, we'll have our stove and our prep cook area. And then the sink is going to go basically into the sliding door. That way the um, faucet can swivel out the door so we can actually take showers and rinse off. Mm -hmm. So Wait, that's kind so of the design we're going with. Yeah, what's up? So the sliding door has benches on it? No, the sliding door side has benches. Oh, okay. The sliding yeah. door side has benches. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the also, sink... Okay. Yeah, our counter with the sink will cover like half of the entryway from the sliding door. Yeah. So that the sink is kind of like in the doorway, so you can just pivot the faucet around and use it as a little rinse-off station for your post-run rinsing. Yeah. Yeah. So generally, I'd say pretty standard van layout as far as like kitchen cook area in the front, and then the back is like mm -hmm. the living room, and then at nighttime, bed folds out and the back becomes the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people don't do Murphy beds, but a lot of people can sleep side to side. Yeah. So that was definitely a creative thing that we had to get with. Mm -hmm. But then I was wondering, too, what you're thinking stylistically, decorative-wise. Oh. If you're going for, like, a beachy look, like a woodsy look, like a cabin, like modern. Like, there's so many different vibes that people put into their vans. Oh, What's your boy. color palette? Well, very similar to our house, which is, like, blues and greens. And I don't know what style you would call this, like, cool colors. Blues yeah. and greens, there are approximately three shades of gray in that house, I feel like. <laughs> That's what Brian says, too. Our kitchen is a blue-gray, mm -hmm. and then everything else is, like, a very specific color, green or blue. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we're going on the grayish side with some of our colors. <laughs> you tried to but... make the living room and the kitchen gray there for a while, but then you, you pivoted. <laughs> We, uh, our floor is basically the same as our house, which is like a grayish, brownish, bluish tones. Bluish? That's blue tones. Hanging out with you makes me think that I'm colorblind. You are colorblind. <laughs> Anyways. And then well, the like, walls are it's good. The colors, I feel like 
when people start talking about colors as far as wall paint goes, because everything's so muted, I feel like that takes on a very similar vibe to trying to describe the notes in wine. <laughs> you can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I'd agree with that. I would too. I would just say our color is going to have a gray undertone, and the main yeah. color is going to be like a sagey green. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then we're actually going to use a wallpaper as some statement pieces. Ah, yeah. Kind of like a geometric, like, liney. That has blues and greens and white. Yes. Well, Dad loves wallpaper. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I like sage. Big fan of sage. One of my favorite scents and colors. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. And it's probably going to be more green. The color we actually picked is called aloe. Thanks. Hello, Van. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I'd describe the vibe as like, kind of, it like you want to use light colors to make it feel more open. So we're going for the ceiling. The wood grain on the ceiling looks dope, but uh, we want to kind of like whitewash it so that it's just a little lighter. So like white-ish ceiling, and then we have the gray wood floors, and then yeah, the cabinets and gonna- trim and stuff are probably going to be white also. And then, yeah, the green sagey stuff as, like, to add some color here and there. You know, in a house, you have, like, a statement wall, like, a statement color wall, and all the other walls are, like, white, and then you have this one wall that's, like, a bright something. Our, the bottom of our bed is going to be a whole blank wall because you can't really put anything on it besides some pictures or something on, like, a design because you lay the bed down Mm -hmm. and then you lay on it. So that's going to be our quote-unquote statement wall that we're going to paint a sagey green for the aloe color. Nice. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. So I guess initially I said beachy, but blue usually makes me think more beachy. So with the green saginess, I would maybe describe it as like a springtime meadow on a cloudy day. Oh, wow. That was pretty good. Hmm. So, yeah. Hey, wait. Hey, I just want to pull the room. How thoughtful does it look like I look when I look into this window? You look very moody. Yeah, like the whole the sun's gone down, the whole background is dark. So like when you're looking right at us, half your face is shaded except that triangle. Oh man, the guy who did our photos told me there's like a specific name for that lighting in photography. Do you remember what it is? No. Oh, that's really going to irk me. I'll think on I it. I feel I feel really handsome. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. Jay, you are really um, handsome. Oh, thank you, Sydney. You're Can't welcome. believe you said that entirely of your own accord. And <laughs> lead the witness one bit. All right. Um, anyhow, do we want to roll right into Attack on Titan thoughts, or do we have more van items? That's all I had for the van. Yeah, I'm ready to roll forward if you are. All right. Time to go to the second subject. Free for all Thunderdome. (laughs) (laughs) Three hosts entered. One third section of a podcast on its last legs leaves. Alright everybody, Brian Wilson coming at you solo in the studio. Believe it or not, 
Jay, Sydney, and I went on to talk about Attack on Titan for over an hour. Um, so we got a little carried away on our anime talk, but to save you from what would be a two-hour episode this week, we decided to cut it off here and we're going to throw in the Attack on Titan talk in next week's episode. So if you're really jazzing to hear that, really excited to hear our thoughts on one of our favorite animes, you can tune in next week to hear that. But for now, this is the end of the episode. So until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, my name is Brian Wilson. The other people that used to be here were Jay Wilson and Sydney Stripling. And this has been The Weekly Wilson. I hope Jay approves of my scatting. I'm not trying to take his job, I'm just doing what I gotta do here.